Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi are coming back at you today. How are you, Jordan? Um, doing good. Doing good. It's raining cats and dogs over here, which I, I'm not opposed to. I used to really hate rainy days, and now I like it. I love rainy days. Yeah. I love it. Something about it that's just cozy. I like it. I We finally got curtains up in all the rooms except oh. the guest room, because I'm kind of waiting to find out the gender of the baby before I do that. Mm-hmm. But it has just made everything so much cozier. I love it. I know. I love curtains, too. Where are you putting everybody? Where's the baby? The baby going to be by themselves? Okay. Yeah, I'm not really sure. This might actually be the first time I actually break down and get one of those little, I don't know what they're called, like the nest things beside the actual bed. Yeah, like a side sleeper? Yeah, something like that. Just because Cyril still has such a hard time sleeping. So I just don't know how he would even do in another room with siblings right now. Yeah. So How how has nap time been going, by the way, with Cyril? Oh, so much better. Is it? Good. Yes, yes, yes. Good. Good. Definitely helped. So we ended up doing the bunk bed for Valor, putting him in the bunk bed. Sorry, everyone. This is like a totally different side topic y'all don't know about. Our kids have been sleeping. So we've been talking on Voxer about how to make kids sleep. Um, So we ended up putting him in the bunk bed, and that helped last night. So we'll see. Okay. So he was on his own still? I thought he was in the bunk bed. He was in the bunk bed, but then I put him back in the toddler bed because he wasn't sleeping, and then we wake and ransom up. Okay. So I put him back oh. in the toddler bed, <laughs> but okay. then he wasn't sleeping in the toddler bed. And I was like, well, heck, if I'm, I, I've been talking to Paige about it. And I was like, what should I do? And the end goal is to get him in the bunk bed. Yes. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be fighting a sleep battle anyway, I might as well fight two at the same time and just get him to start sleeping in the bunk bed. Oh yeah, that's true. But you know what I did? Um, what? My mother-in-law was like, why don't you just put the toddler bed in that room too? So he has no like um out you know because yeah. sometimes he'd be like no I want to sleep in my old bed no I want to sleep mm-hmm. in my bunk bed and it was like Bah so anyways both those beds in there right now so like if he decides yeah. he wants to get up just go get in that toddler bed just don't leave that room okay yeah so. yeah we're gonna have to build one of those triple bunks I know Brian's already yeah. talked about out about it so we're gonna have to figure out <laughs> so will Cyril be eventually in the triple bunk he will eventually do okay. that. Um, I think we'll probably just put him in with Daphne for a little bit, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because Ari and Ira stay up a little later, they're they're both going to be reading soon, and so it's kind it's just kind of hard to introduce a yeah. baby in that environment. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have two bedrooms other than yours, or three other than yours? You have three bedrooms other than ours. Yeah. Is there ever enough bedrooms? Because I know I, I've talked to you about this before. I really wish we had a guest bedroom. Yeah. Um, no, it's hard. Second, more children came so yeah <laughs> I know we we would both probably rebuild our homes completely differently yes. yes and it hasn't been that long um but now with that toddler bed in that room it's like man this is like not even crowded we could definitely fit three in this bedroom yeah see that's the thing is you just kind of have to think about the bedrooms differently than the typical American bedroom when you have yeah. put more kids in it so yeah Ariel my friend Ariel um mm-hmm. she had five in a bedroom. Okay. And she built these insanely cool bunk beds that were all lofted. Okay. And it was like two going this way and they were connected to three going this way. Like so a triple bunk going the other way? 
okay, they weren't on top of each other. They were like lining the ceiling, basically. And under all five of them were desks. Wow. Yeah, so they were all connected. Two this way and three this way. Whoa. So it was like a U shape, a big mm-hmm. U shape. Okay. And they all slept lined up and <laughs> and then their desks were underneath. Wow. It was cool. I can't that. It was very cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And now they have finished their upstairs on their house. So they've like separated the kids out a little mm-hmm. bit more. And yeah. she said, it's so funny because the kids are like, we're going to get lonely. There's only three oh. of us in here now. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so sweet. I know. I love it. That's but, so sweet. Okay. Did we, did we have an icebreaker? What were we going to say for an icebreaker? Oh, oh, books. Oh, you wanted to talk oh, yeah. about the princess and the goblin. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about it? It's kind yeah. of simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. I only have like 20 pages left. And I kept thinking that it was going to like have a huge twist of some sort yes. or something, but there really doesn't. It's just like a very simple, straightforward story, but you're right yeah. with like real bangers of sentences here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. I want to, I want to read the princess and Curdy. Have you read that one? I've read the first couple chapters of that one. I haven't finished it though, but I really like that one a lot. Now the light princess, is that also the same character? I don't think so. Okay. I haven't, I had, I thought I bought his entire collection because I just, I couldn't figure out all the different characters like you're saying. Mm -hmm. But when I got it, it was just like little excerpts from each piece, which is so frustrating. And I probably shouldn't have bought a used thing like that. But, Mm. um, so I don't actually know. I don't understand how they all weave together. (laughs) Either. And Jared has told me that with uh, George McDonald's writings, like there's some that people absolutely love and others that people are like, this is trash. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard too. I've heard some of them that he intended for children are just like way too mature in their theme, not because they're like racy or anything, but just mature in their theme. But what I like about him is somebody said to me, his books, you can read as standalone. You don't have to do them all in order. So that's why I've just kind of been picking and choosing as I go. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Uh, So did you know that some people like consider him not even a Christian? Yes. I was really confused at first about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a ton about his personal history. I mean, everything I've read nonfiction wise from him would lead me to believe he yeah, is. He, he was but like yeah. a pastor, but he ended up denying penal substitution, I think. Oh, well then That's, there you go. I think that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Who but, told you that? Was it Jared? Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to have to look into it some more now. Yeah. And I could be wrong. We talk about many people. So I hope I'm not saying the wrong person. But I know that some people didn't consider him a Christian. I don't Mm. remember if that was the exact reason, but I think it was. Mm. Um, But anyways, yeah, I really enjoyed the book. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. So contentment, shall we? Yes, let's go for it. Covering another topic today that you guys wrote in and wanted to hear about. Contentment. I was thinking in terms of contentment and the unexpected. How are you thinking in terms of? <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, kind of in that. And just in life in general, being a contented person. Yeah. Not being high maintenance, being content. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is I always, for whatever reason, associate it with being low maintenance. <laughs> yeah. Hold on one sec. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. I'm back. Hey, side note, have you tried Olipop soda? O-L-I pop soda? No. Oh my gosh, you gotta try it. 
They're so what is good. I think if you pronounce it Olipop or Olipop soda, they're like a prebiotic or probiotic soda, but they are oh. so good. There's a strawberry vanilla one that's delicious. Mm -hmm. Huh. I did make a, a homemade ginger ale, like a probiotic ginger ale oh, a couple that? of weeks ago. It was good. It wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near as sweet as actual soda, but it was pretty good. Was it bubbly? Yeah. No, it yeah. wasn't. And I'm not sure how to play around with it to do that. I don't know. When we did I probably beer, should have done a second ferment on it, but I didn't. Yeah. When we did beer, the longer that it set, the more bubbly it would get. Okay. Yeah. I need to try it again. I had a, it was for Sabbath for the kids. And so I was on a time crunch. <laughs> So, yeah, contentment. Sorry, everyone, if there's weird splicing on this. There's a storm <laughs> passing through, so the internet connection has been unstable. It's all right. We can be content. <laughs> <laughs> we will be content in all things, even with a weirdly edited podcast. Um, there's that quote by C.S. Lewis, which was so good for me to hear as, like, a young mom, where he basically says that interruptions are not distractions from your actual life, but they are your actual life. Mm. And that just – because I think so much – of my discontent as a mom comes from the things that I feel like are getting in way of my plan because mm -hmm. I don't want to humble myself to what the Lord's actually putting in my day. Um, so that's just been such a helpful quote to just hear over and over again. Just remember, this is my real life. Be content in it, find joy in it, work yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll read Philippians 4, 11 where Paul is talking about learning to be content in all things. Mm. Let's see. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Uh, Nancy Wilson's book, Learning Contentment, is fantastic. And if you haven't read it, I would super highly mm -hmm. recommend that. I absolutely loved that book. Um, but she talks in there a lot about, about how Paul learned the secret to contentment. I have learned the secret. Um, and how contentment is something that we have to strive towards, to learn towards. It's not just like a beamed upon us situation and we're suddenly a contented person, but it's something that yeah. we are continually repenting of discontent, continually striving for contentment and trust in the mm -hmm. Lord. Yeah, it's one of those graces that you have to go to the Lord to get. You can't just work Come in yourself it. because really, if, if you don't believe in a sovereign God, why would you have reason to be content? Yes. You, you don't. <laughs> yeah, which is something that I had written down, um, that part of contentment is seeing purpose and trusting in God's providences. So we can be content whenever yeah. we know that everything is passing through the hand of the Lord. And um, that has just been huge in my life, being able to look back on all of his providences, his provisions, even in very um, uncertain circumstances or scary things that were, I didn't know it was going to happen, that God was completely faithful and um, sanctifying me through them. And that helps in future situations for us to be content. Whenever we know like, hey, God's track record has been impeccable. Like he 100% of the time has been with me. He 100% of the time has taken care of me. He has not left me. He has not let a single thing come my way that he has not worked for his good and for my good mm -hmm. and for his glory. And um, 
And whenever we trust and know all those things, it really helps us to be content in whatever situation we're in. Yeah. I'm trying to find, there's a verse, I feel like I thought it was in Lamentations, but I can't find it. And it might be a different translation that I'm thinking, but it just says like, the sovereignty of the Lord is my strength, essentially. Mm, okay. And it's just helpful to think about like, it really should be what puts our mind to rest and our fussing to silence is that God has brought this upon you. Now it's up to you to figure out how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Are you going to fuss the whole way or are you going to cultivate joy in whatever these circumstances are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also talks in her book, learning contentment about uh, dumpster diving and she calls dumpster yeah. diving whenever you're basically letting your mind going down the road of a million what ifs and um, gripey, angry thoughts, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, just not allowing yourself to do that and to change the subject mm -hmm. yeah. and get onto something that is glorifying God. And that is such helpful and practical advice. Like, yeah. especially when you're going through a hard providence that you, mm -hmm. you, can easily have a mind that is wandering towards the worst possible scenario. What if this happens? What if that happens? But just really being active to not allow yourself to dumpster dive. Like I'm not. Yeah. Going to I think it do that. Just um, believing that there would be future grace for whatever is mm -hmm. coming to you. Yeah. And I think part of it, part of it for me is just like actually learning to live in the moment Mm -hmm. And not either being annoyed about the past or yes. just obsessed about the future because both of those things are stealing the peace of right now. Yeah. Whatever it is for me. And yeah. also just cultivating gratitude, like whatever is in front of you, being super thankful for it. Um, yeah. Are you seeing your duties mm -hmm. as drudgery or are you seeing mm -hmm. them as opportunities to glorify God and to be thankful? Because yeah. you can, there can yeah. be dishes no matter what. You can either be mm -hmm. grouchy about it or you can be thankful. Yeah. I was thinking about that recently because I was just telling you the other day, like, this is the first time ever that I am like up before the children not to read, but to work and then staying up after they go to bed to also work and then still having to go to bed with a messy house. Like it's just the season we're in with pregnancy and Cyril, just the type of baby he is and all the other children's ages. Um, and it's fine. I'm not, I'm not at all mad about it, but it, it, it has been interesting to like, it's weird because if this was happening with one child, Lexi, I would have been pitching a fit left and right. Mm -hmm. But at this time I can acknowledge like, this is a season we're in. I need to cultivate contentment or I'm going to hate life and it's okay. We can pick up the books tomorrow that were pulled out, you know? So it's just been helpful to have, I think we can forget like we can feel like the season of the hard providence or the season of sleeplessness or the season of sickness is just going to be forever. But really with eternity in mind, that's never the case for a Christian, yeah. never the case for a Christian. Yeah. So it just helps to think seasonally too sometimes. Yeah, that's very true. And to not be self-centered, I think is important. Yeah. Um, cause whenever we're thinking about like, what is our yeah. own preferences on a situation, then it can be easy to be right. discontent because you're like, well, this isn't what I would have picked. But like, if we're having God's glory in mind and considering others more significant than ourselves, um, then we can have joy when we're doing nothing but serving others all day long. And we can have joy and yeah. really love our life. Like, I, you and I both like spend our entire day doing things for other people. We homeschool, we're stay at home moms. Like a lot of people 
a lot of moms are in the same boat. And, um, and honestly, like it's an extremely joyful and fun life. It's not, it's not something to feel um, sorry for yourself about in any way. But if you think in the world's terms, like if you're thinking about putting yourself first and making yourself happy, then you will fall into the pit of discontent. Mm-hmm. I like this quote. I read it this morning in uh, Meekness by Matthew Henry. It, sa- it says, consider how comfortable a meek and quiet spirit is. Um, what is true comfort and pleasure, but a quietness in our own bosom? Those are most easy to themselves who are so to all about them. And it's just so challenging to think like, what is best for me really is to think of others first Yes. and have the kind of disposition that puts other people at ease instead of fussing and being anxious all the time. Yeah. For me, at least, I think probably the most discontented seasons of my life have been ones where I was trying to get my own way, um, where I was just trying to completely war against what maybe what God was bringing into my path mm-hmm. or war against something that maybe wasn't my choice or whatever it may be. Um, mm. but when you really let go of that and just like, God, you're in control and you're good and I can trust you, then it brings so much contentment and joy. Yeah, totally. Who knows how long this one will be <laughs> with all the slicing. But anyways, thanks for listening. bye guys thank you so much for listening to the fruitful and fearless podcast this show is a part of the ministry of the shepherd's crook the shepherd's crook exists to remind pastors of jesus through care coaching resources and events we have also started the shepherd's crook for wives jordan and lexi are contributing articles to the site and you can find all the information at the shepherdscrook.co